Hey, what's up, podcast? This is Match Lava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Match Lava, and today is Wednesday, June 15th, 2022. It has been a pretty busy day for me. It's been a while since I've been on the podcast, so I think it's been probably about three or four days at this point. And there's been a lot. There's been a lot that's happened. There's been some stuff that hasn't changed. There's been some releases. So let's kind of get into it. Let's talk about some of the things that we've had released so far, and we can recap that. So Saturday, I think I left you off on Thursday. So Saturday was really the big release for last week. It was the Yeezy Foam Runners. Those came out at 10 o'clock on Yeezy Supply as well as some other sites. And prices ended up staying pretty decent. I have a bot that runs Easy Supply, so I ended up running for Easy Supply and hit a pair. So that was cool. I wasn't expecting that. It's not by any means considered a top tier Easy Supply bot, but it did hit and it shipped. So I was happy about that. So overall, make some money on that. Probably make, I don't know, somewhere between 60, 70 bucks after fees and shipping and all that kind of stuff. Maybe a little bit less, but it's, it's a pretty decent shoe. The foam runners always hit really hard. People really like them and it's it's just a good shoe to go for now we'll see how long these shoes continue to release with adidas because yeezy has been kind of making a lot of comments on their slides and talking about how his slides are basically being ripped off by adidas for their new slides for 2022 i have to say they look similar but there's a lot of differences in just the kind of geometric shape of the adidas slides and honestly i think that the adidas slides look way better so because when you put the Yeezy slides on, they just kind of look stupid. I mean, when you you have, like, if you put a colored sock on, it would look like you had, the way I think of it is the shoe looks like one large toe. <laughs> it's like when you put it on, it just looks like a toe. It's the dumbest design I've ever seen. Comfy as all get out, but just, I think that they look ridiculous. So I think the Adidas slides are way cleaner. I think that they're probably just as comfortable, if not more so. And so they should do very well with those. There's been a reason they've sold out and he's, probably a little bit salty about that so that was saturday we'll move ahead to today's what wednesday and yesterday i just got super wrapped up in some stuff um i've been working pretty hard on amazon i haven't been sourcing as much these past few days which i'm a little bit bummed out about today i got back into sourcing but between sunday even a little bit saturday and then sunday and monday and tuesday i was mainly doing work on Airtable and Airtable's a database site it's like Google Sheets but kind of a little bit different and kind of on steroids I guess it's it there's a lot more you can do with it and I think a lot of people use Google Sheets like a database anyways where each line uh, or each row I guess is like all the information about the one item that you sold and so Airtable works the same way but it has a lot more functionality and stuff that that you can do a, a lot of different things and the good part about it is like Google Sheets it's run on their servers, not on your computer. So once your base gets bigger and you have a lot more calculations and stuff going on with it, it's not actually running on your home PC, slowing it down. And so that's why I like to do stuff on servers instead of on my home computer. And if there's a site or service that I need to pay for for that, I will if it makes sense. And so I use Airtable. I like them a lot. And I ended up building out a base. I kind of took the, the base that I use. They're called bases. So not spreadsheets. They're called bases. I took the one that I use for my reselling for ebay and everything else and i have ebay i have amazon built into that original uh air base that i use and i kind of tweaked it a little bit copied it and 
made it into an Amazon only thing so that way I can have one for eBay and all the other sites and then one for Amazon and there will be differences in both and so I didn't feel like getting it too cluttered with just having them all in one and I think there's a, a limit to how many items you can have total so I just figured I'd split them up and continue to sell until one of them fills up and then make a copy or something like that so overall that's something I worked on the past couple of days. The reason is, as things get busier and as I begin to find more items, which I have been doing, and as sales go up, which today, fingers crossed, I may cross $100 in a day of sales, which is cool, but that's something where it's harder to keep up with all of these other things, and you lose momentum really quickly when you do that. So something I've always done is I, I'm building a business, and not like I've always built a business, but when I'm building like my eBay business or when I'm adding on to that business or when I'm working on something like that, I, I find something new that I like and then I just dive, I'll start working on it and what I often notice is once it starts to really work, right, botting or once it really starts to work with vinyl, I don't necessarily have the the systems in place to actually sustain it and that's typical for a business and that's typical for most people and especially if like you're starting something out or starting something new you're not going to know what you need to get yourself into and so what I've been trying to do this time is Amazon's like a whole different beast than eBay but I do have the skill set to be able to build a business on there and because I've been working on eBay and Mercari and I've done a little bit of Amazon to kind of get my feet wet but as I notice things that would be helpful, I kind of jot them down and then figure out what I need to do to incorporate that helpful thing into my business. So whether it's sales data, whether it is different information about types of items that sell better, whether it's information that would be good to, to be able to review before I buy an item, stuff like that is stuff that I'm kind of keeping track of and then building into this Airtable sheet. That way, whenever I go to do my research to figure out, hey, because I'll mark down all the items like I've told you about, then I'll go through again and review them and take maybe an hour or two to review the items that I'm going to buy, make sure that they're good, make sure that they're still profitable, and then go from there. Once I kind of do that, I would like to see information that would be helpful during that review process. And so I kind of show that information on my Airtable base, then kind of organize it in a way that it's easy for me to be able to go through and, and be able to view pretty quickly. And so that's what that's what I was doing, just building that out, building out the functionality. And honestly, I, I think it's at a point right now, I have to do a little bit more work, but probably maybe an hour, two hours of work. And then I can probably have that base to where I could be able to build a million dollar Amazon business and, and that thing would be able to sustain that sort of volume, which is cool because I want to be able to build out so that things can be sustainable long term for my business. And so to be able to have an accounting system or a spreadsheet system that would be able to sustain even a million dollars worth of volume, that's a lot of volume that would take a little bit to build up. So it's something where I think I'll be good for a while and once things start to break then I'll reevaluate figure out what I need to do at that point maybe even look into hiring somebody to help me out with that and stuff like that so overall there's there's a lot that goes into that but for now I think I'm in a good spot with my kind of keeping track of items I have somebody that helps me with the accounting that's a virtual assistant who she helps me kind of log the purchases and stuff so that's very helpful and I kind of am I'm ready to rock and roll and so I've gotten a lot more sales today I'm excited as I as those sales come in I just need to figure out a I just need to make a quick guide for my VA on how she can log those sales in the new uh, Airtable base that I have for her but once that's kind of good and once everything's rocking and rolling on there it's really going to come down to getting my processes with shipping ready to go and then getting my uh, information flow or my deal flow or like a realtor would call it deal flow but if you're going to call it what we're calling it now I guess like the uh, 
product flow or, or new SKUs or ASINs or whatever you want to call it, getting new products and finding consistent sellers, that's the big holdup for my business at that point. And, and then the other holdup would start to be cash, right? So like that's what I'm looking at right now. My bottlenecks would probably be shipping because I can't ship very quickly right now. I'm not set up for it. And so I'm going to be working on a good setup for that and still working on finding profitable ASINs on Amazon. And I've gotten a little bit better at that just over the weekend. Been using Keepa, using the product finder like I talked about, and that's been super helpful and actually helped me find a lot better ASINs to sell in addition to some of the other kinds that I found. And so I find that to be a powerful tool that will help me with sourcing. And so getting my shipping down will be the next bottleneck that I think I'd run into. And once that's optimized, it would probably come down to more sourcing, which then as I get better at that and better at that, I can hire that out and hire a virtual assistant to basically do what I do because what I'm doing right now isn't super difficult. And then it would really come down to cash flow. And the good thing about cash flow is if if I need more cash for my Amazon business, I have ulterior, me, alter, how do I want to say it? I have extra ways of making cash, right? That would be eBay related. So there's ways you can make quick money on eBay if you're selling uh, shoes, if you know what you're really doing with that. And if you need to hustle to make some extra cash, you can totally do that. And like right now, I'm not strapped for cash, but if I was for my Amazon business and I needed money or I wanted, I saw an opportunity and I wanted to go make money, there's sneakers that I could liquidate right now and probably be able to have that money. And I could get back to my roots. I could go garage selling and there's plenty of items that sell really well from garage sales. And so it's like, what are you going to do? What are the things that can, you can leverage and, and make the most out of now? Obviously that may not be the best use of my time in that scenario. So there probably other ways you can get capital if you take a loan or you sell part of your business or all that kind of stuff but there are ways and and especially with the sneaker scene and being plugged in with a group like gfnf and especially some of the the guys in there they really know what they're talking about and they really have good information as to what sorts of things we're releasing and just kind of paying attention and trying to soak up as much as i can i think that's going to be super beneficial because a lot of people they have like one skill set right and that's to sell on amazon and to build an Amazon business, and that's super good, right? You can build a lot of money doing that. But at some point, a lot of people run into cash flow issues, and I haven't had that happen yet. I've talked about that before. I've had it happen a little bit, but I haven't had it to the point where it's like, oh, I see product I need to buy, and I can't buy it because I don't have the money. And and I have the, the credit line, like I'm able to buy items with credit cards, and I have a, probably a much larger line of credit than most people would because I've already had a business in place that kind of works very well with my Amazon business. And I also have another skill set as to, I understand sneakers, I understand hypeware, I understand uh, vinyl a little bit. Like I understand all these other things that can continue to build cash flow for me for my Amazon business over time and allow me to kind of roll some of the profits into new inventory for that, where a lot of people are just kind of starting out fresh. They don't have a lot of capital to allocate. So it's a lot harder to get going. And so we'll see, we'll see how things trend. I mean, I've heard a lot of people talking about a recession. I've talked about that in agnosium on this podcast. And I think that that's something that we are pretty much due for. I think that that's something that we're going to have to deal with in the in the near term and into the, the long term with some of the effects of that. But for now, for now, I'm just kind of trying to plug away and plow through whatever I can for Amazon. I think that's what most of us need to do. And don't go too risky, right? Like that's the other thing. Don't go too risky. If you're worried about like what you're going to do during a recession, let's try and take risk off the table. And that's something I'm trying to do. If I see a pair of shoes that's coming out, I don't go for it. If I don't, I don't feel like it's super profitable. I don't want them sitting there. If I see a, if I see a release that's coming out that may be like some limited Shopify release, I may not go for it because a lot of Shopify stores don't take returns. And a lot of people don't understand how to hold items. And so 
what they'll do is they'll say, hey, you know, I don't, I don't want to hold out for a better price. I need to get my money back. And people freak out. And especially a lot of these people going for these releases are younger. And, and that's fine. I think young kids that have the hustle, that's good. But a lot of them don't understand how to make money. And a lot of them are still getting their feet wet with reselling. And so what you'll see is a lot of undercutting. And then they end up losing profit on items. And that tanks the market. And so you either have to wait for all those people that are under your price to sell out. Or you have to sell with them and say, hey, I need to get my money back and I may take a loss or I may break even. And that's not fun. So a lot of those items I'll just pass up on as well. So if you're worried about a recession, you're worried about, hey, what do I do in a recession? Take risk off the table. If you don't feel comfortable about something, just say screw it. And if you miss out on something good, you missed out on something good. But my motto for the past year and a half, two years has been, probably about the last year and a half, has, has very much been that I would rather miss out on a good buy than make a bad buy, right? Like I'd rather miss out on one that's gonna be good because to to avoid making a terrible purchase. And the reason for that is the good buys are there and they're plentiful. The bad buys, they stick with you and they stick with you in a way that you can't get rid of the item. And now it's stuck in your inventory and you're either gonna have to lose money on it or you're going to have to break even. And sometimes there's not even that much demand for it. So it's just sitting there and sitting there and sitting there and nobody's buying it up. And so for that reason, there's so many good buys out there that it's not like you're going to run out, right? You may miss a good buy. You may miss a bunch of good buys. I've missed plenty. I've missed buys that I could have made when there was, uh, you know, I could have made a couple thousand dollars on, I could have made a couple hundred bucks on. Like there's, there's buys that really would have been good to make and I didn't make them. And there's buys that I made that were, that were bad, right? The Hebrew Brantley Batmans. Those are bad. Like that was a bad buy. And if you don't know what that is, go look it up on StockX. The Hebrew Brantley Batman and Batboy what was it, Batboy and Sparrow, I think is what it was called, the 1966 version. I think it retailed at $1,300. And the previous model was going for somewhere up around 3K. A lot of people were in on it. Re the release edition was so, so low. I, I think it was like 300, three, out of 300 or out of 250 or something like that. I felt confident in it. I went for it and now I, I have them and they're not going for nearly as much as I had hoped. And I think honestly, I'd lose money on them if I sold them right now. Those are sorts of things you don't need to take risk on. There's no need to take a $1,300 risk. There's no need to, and maybe that's high numbers, right? That may, that maybe just be like, okay, I don't even have that much capital. This guy's speaking like just gibberish to me because it doesn't matter. If that's you, well, just don't take risks that you don't feel comfortable with right now because it's going to be a lot harder to offload that inventory on eBay, on Poshmark when people are even less able to spend money than they were before. And so if you don't feel like something's really that good, don't be afraid to just pass on it. And if you're new or if you're a veteran, that goes for both, right? A lot of times when you're new, you'll pass on a lot of stuff and sometimes you get discouraged because you feel like you're not buying anything. That's fine. If it's not a good buy, don't buy it. There's plenty of good buys out there and you, you will develop that sense of what to buy and what not to over time. And if you're a veteran, like the other, the other op option is like, it's the complete opposite, I guess, is what I'm saying. Because a lot of times you're like, wow, I've seen this do well. I've seen something like this do well. This is a clear buy. And maybe you need to go back and do more research. And that's me, right? Like I need to do a lot of research a lot of times to really get a clear market. And there was a lounge fly I was going to ping for the, I think last Friday that came out. And I felt really good about it Thursday. I liked the, the bag. It looked really clean. It looked good. And a lot of people were like very, very positive about it on Instagram. And people were just talking about it. It seemed like it was going to do really well. I went and looked it up and I just had a weird feeling about it. I thought, I don't know if this is going to do that well. I don't know why. I just, I don't feel that great about it right now. Like I woke up, I slept on it. I went to the next, the next day when it was supposed to release and I thought I'm not going to pay on it. I, don't, I really don't want to put a post out for this and I'm not going to go for it because I'm afraid that it's going to either not sell out or the company said it was limited to two or three per household. 
And I was like, okay, well, that's not good. Usually one per household means that it's going to be low stock. Two or three, like they may be making it to order. They may not be, they may have a lot of stock. So it was something that I kind of took a pause on and I went and checked eBay afterwards. There weren't any listed and the there was one listed and it, it hasn't sold. And so that was good. I didn't want people to have to be buying things that are going to sit and I didn't want to buy stuff that was going to sit. And so being able to have a very open mind to being like to passing on items as a veteran reseller that is one of the most difficult things to develop because it's very it's very easy to learn and then once you learn feel like you really really know what you're doing and then to take larger and larger risks which is fine but when you're taking a bunch of large risks and that's really the majority of the the buys that you're making you're probably not going to do well because you want to have that stable steady good flow of items that you know that you can do well with for me that's sneakers right like if there's something that i know well it's that i can do decent with shoes and if i need to go find shoes i can do shoes and i can do releases for shoes and do well and i can probably make some money somewhere or other right like if everything kind of just i lost all my money and everything and i had a credit card with a 300 limit or even a 200 limit i could figure out how to make money on shoes and i can do that over and over again but there is there's other items that i'm not as comp competent in and it's something where I would feel hey I'm already a good shoe seller I know what I'm doing I can sell whatever this other item is and then kind of jump into it and and not really know what I'm doing and lose a lot of money on it so that's just something that as a veteran reseller somebody that's been doing this for a while kind of need to keep in in the back of your mind is that hey there's a lot of times I still don't know what I'm doing and there's a lot of times I'm gonna have to recognize that this is a difficult thing to do this is a difficult thing to make calls on this is a difficult thing to be right on all the time so I have to be open to being wrong and I have to be open to the fact that I don't know what I'm doing all the time and there's a good chance that I may be wrong and so if that's the if that's the case then I need to really evaluate each item especially in a recessionary time and say is this a good buy am I making the right decision am I looking at the right data points whether that's actual data that you have in a spreadsheet or whether that's just the things that you normally look at whether it's ebay sale price and all that kind of stuff you do the the kind of work in your head you still need to consider if you're actually doing the work because it's and coming to a conclusion that it's a good buy because it is a good buy or it's a good buy because you've been striking out on on items recently and you just want something that you can go after and a lot of the times we end up doing that as resellers and then we regret it a week two weeks later sometimes i regret it right after i make the purchase and i think why did i do that that's probably not even going to sell that well and so that's kind of the way it goes and you just got to keep that and keep the emotional stuff in check because at the end of the day running a business you're not running like some emotional help center but in a way it kind of is because you are the person that's in control of the business and your emotions can get in the way of you being profitable and so just kind of keep that in mind especially during a recession you don't want to get too discouraged you don't want to get too far out over your skis play things don't be afraid to play things safely if you're not comfortable is kind of what i'm saying it's it's good to take risk but a lot of times we get it twisted in our head to say we need to take risk we need to take risk like smart people they take risk look look at these people that have built businesses look at bezos look at zuckerberg like look at elon musk a we're not them so like chances are if you're trying to figure out how to build an ebay business you're probably not elon musk okay that's just like let's put that out there that he is a genius and most of us are not him so that's like exhibit a but the second thing is even at that when you listen to rich people talk you listen to people who made a lot of money they're always talking about taking risk off and and looking at things to make them less risky. And so what they're actually doing is saying, what's the best bang for my buck here? What is the best thing that's going to deliver, but deliver with the less the least amount of risk? Or what is the thing that's actually going to 
like that seems the best to me and and that seems like it's the least risky because it seems like it has a high chance of success and so in the same way we kind of need to be that way there's no reason to go take unnecessary risk especially during a recessionary time so if we hit that point and i'm not saying we're there but if we do hit that point just keep that in mind because there's a lot of things that are going to spring up there's going to be a lot of opportunities and the other thing is there's probably going to be a lot of buying opportunities especially especially at garage sales because people are going to need to make money and we talked about this during covid and if you want to go back and look at garage sales and listen to stuff for that i think i talked about it a lot last year i think i talked about it in 2020 about how garage sales were going to be huge that summer and a lot of people did really well on them and i did well i, I think i went out one time in 2020 or 2021 i don't remember which year and i made like a few hundred bucks and it was just buying some old audio equipment it wasn't even that great of audio equipment. It was like stuff that like was an old stereo and some speakers and stuff. I ended up making about two or 300 bucks just on a Saturday. And I think I only went out for like an hour. And so if you're trying to figure stuff out, like garage sales are going to be big. There's going to be a lot of people trying to make money. They don't have the skill set to list on eBay. And that's another thing. If you really want to build a business and you, you don't want to have to deal with the inventory portion of it, you can build a business doing consignment for people and storing it at their house, right? That's the cool thing about it. You could have them you could even have them do the shipping if you teach them and and you'd be able to basically say hey i'll list this for you i'll take the photos i'll list it for you i'll get it up once it ships out you you once it's ready to sell and once it's sold you ship it out and just drop it off or i'll, I'll schedule a pickup for you whatever you want to do you can get really creative with that and and you can actually do a lot with that i mean if you want to schedule a pickup ups pickups on pirate ship they're four bucks if you want to schedule a pickup for the post office they're free just get the person's address and put it in on there you can even schedule the pickup for them they don't have to do anything just say hey pack it up i'll have somebody pick it up in the morning set it on the front porch like that's literally a business that you can make right now during a recession when people are trying to figure out how to make money and they have a bunch of junk in their garage say hey you know i see that you guys have a lot of junk or maybe don't say that but i see you have a lot of stuff and and you're at a garage sale if you need any help selling it on ebay i'm an ebay seller I'd love to work something out with you if you're trying to make some money or whatever where I list the stuff on eBay. Once it gets ready to, once it's sold, you just put it in a box, set it on your front porch, and it gets picked up and delivered to the post office. And plenty of people will probably be in for that. You may be able to even have some business cards ready to go where you say, hey, if you find anybody else that needs to do this, pass it on. I'd love to help them out. And you could actually hire somebody, have them help you take the photos, have them help you make the listings, and you could actually make a business out of that. So anyway, there's a lot of things to be done during a recession. That's a couple ideas, but main thing for me is taking risk off the table for a lot of my business stuff taking the unnecessary risks out of my business and saying hey those are cool it's really fun to make those kind of like you know on a whim purchases sometimes whenever you are running a business and it is like times are very good but as times slow down you want to be able to make sure you're conserving cash because I mean, even palm said it today on a show you don't really actually stop well he said two things he said the business doesn't stop until you run out of cash and then he quoted in a vol and he said the business doesn't stop till you run out of energy i think both of those apply um cash is obviously very important though so make sure you're not running out of cash and make sure you're making smart purchases and stuff that'll sell so anyway with that being said i'm gonna wrap this thing up you guys have a great rest of your wednesday and i'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast have a good one peace, peace.